And there's a lesson to be learned here. Don't smoke weed under the bleachers. It's the Boyle and Rojas podcast, episode 64. Yep. Is it 64? It is. And it's a big one because... I'm Nick Ross. He's Nick Boyle. What's up? We just saw the new horror movie of the summer, Hereditary. Now, this was our number one... Uh, must see list this summer. Most anticipated. Most anticipated. Yeah. I'm sorry. I always want to say must see, but you're right. It was a most anticipated. We're good on our end. And I do want to um, say for those listening right now, we're going back to our roots tonight right now by driving through a parking lot while yeah. recording the podcast. It's been a while since we've done that. It has been a while, and it always gives us a good time to drive, ride, and talk. I need to talk to someone after this movie. Yeah, seriously. Let's, Let's dive right in. Yeah, synopsis of this movie. All right, well, let's just give the synopsis as if you saw the trailer, which is basically the fact that there's this family. Mom creates little miniature version houses and stuff like that. I don't know. What's that job called? It's like, I don't know. They call them like a miniature. A miniaturist? Miniatures. Yeah, she's like a miniaturist. And creates little miniature models. Think of, of like dollhouses, but like super hyper realistic dollhouses. Super hyper realistic, yes. Um, and basically, that's her job. And there's a loss of the grandmother passing away in the beginning. Tony Collette, the cat, is the actress in this movie. Tony Collette is the actress she, she, whose grand whose mother passes away mm. in the beginning. And then it's kind of this movie's. Very all over the place, but it's mo- it's how a family deals with that loss while suffering other losses, too, I guess is a good way of putting it. Right. And it ends up becoming, uh, you know, the way we read it um, on Collider that had an interview with... Um, the writer-director, Arya Aster. Yeah, it was a write-up of a, you know, thing he once said. Oh, I'm sorry, this quote is actually from Thrillist.com. And in an interview with Aster, um, he put it as a supernatural melodrama. And I think that that's a perfect way of putting it because it's very, very, like, how would you put it? Like, in the beginning, very drama-ish with little hints of horror. And then the very end is all horror, horror for, the, yeah. for the last 30 minutes. I so think. this movie sets a tone, a very realistic tone. I mean, the, basically, like, the first, like... Hour of this movie, in theory, could happen. Very much could happen. Everything in here is realistic. It's not until like before, like middle of Act Two, is when some the supernatural theory kicks in. And and if you see the trailer, you you know that this is a horror movie. But the way this movie was written was very much to discuss the topic of grief and loss in the family. And that's what we'll just leave it at that. And this movie did a really good job of capturing the family dynamic of loss. And what happens when there's a loss in the family, uh, you know, in your immediate family and how, you know, a mother and a father deal with that kind of loss and cope with it in different ways. And sometimes it's bound for failure. And then this, you know, Ari Aster, the writer director here kind of introduces this horror aspect that just ramps it all the way up. This movie is, you got to go in and just throw the rule book out when it comes to movies. Now, this isn't like your traditional horror movie that Boyle and I have been seeing since we've started doing this podcast. No, it's not like it, it, it's pop out stuff that happens throughout the movie or no. it's or supernatural throughout the movie. Like this is a slow burn, as my dad said, and we have mm-hmm. a review from him and my mom coming up later. And uh, yeah. But to see the characters really you know, go through loss in different aspects and deal with 
things such as mental illness and stuff and and like you said how it affects a family and then turns into a supernatural i mean it it brings you on a serious roller coaster um of should say that alex wolf who you might know from patriot's day and jumanji plays the son in this movie he plays peter um then you also have gabriel byrne who's a famous actor in his own right i believe he's he might be irish I think he's Irish, and his accent comes out a little bit. Mm. Um, and then we have a newcomer uh, played by Millie Shapiro in this movie as well. So that's that. Then you'll also recognize that the character Joan is played by Ann Dowd, who if you watched HBO's The Leftovers, she's in this movie as uh, Joan, who is uh, someone else who's in the uh, you know grief, uh, you know people who are dealing with grief and loss uh, support group. Ann Dowd is cast perfectly in this movie because if you've seen The Leftovers, she's kind of like this... Eh, somewhat de facto leader of like this cult that's formed in the leftovers. I only saw season one and she, you know, she, as soon as you see her, you're like, I don't trust this lady. That's kind of like the vibe she gives. If you've seen the leftovers, if you haven't seen the leftovers, maybe you don't feel that way, but by the end you definitely will. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but you know, before we get into this movie more, I, I also want to say that I give this one a nine out of 10 boil, but the crowd ruined this, like almost tried to ruin this movie for me yeah. way too much. Well, I don't know why in 2018 people feel like they need to talk back to the screen out loud when there's a crowd full of people who are trying to enjoy this movie, but it seemed like the whole crowd was working against themselves because yeah. it wouldn't stop talking and laughing the whole movie. We can hear you. Yeah. Heads up. You're not talking. Well, they were, it was also, enough. it was tough. I mean, they were some people were laughing at parts that wasn't really a laughter moment. Um, it was kind of awkward and sad because they were almost laughing at like mental illness in a sense, which I thought was kind of messed up. But at the same point, like it was just weird, like weirdly timing laughs, weird people just all around. And I didn't really understand it at all. Um, oh, that person was going to yeah. hit me. And, uh, and basically, you know, all in all, it was an enjoyable movie. I'd give it an enjoyable. 8. You enjoyed it. I was all right. So let's get into how we felt right, about this movie. Hold on. I, you are I gave it an eight. Point, I gave it an eight point five out of ten. Oh, okay. So let me just get that out there too to get my rating out. Um, but yes, I enjoyed it because I was stressed out. So literally, there were. It was so, you had a pit in your stomach the whole movie. You just felt I was like clammy. It yeah, I was sweating. I didn't feel good. You felt terrible. You were anxious. Your chest felt tight. Like my chest was tight. You were just movie. like in this place, and and I think Ari Ari Aster, the uh, writer and director, really like captured what he was looking for. And he said like, hey, I. You're supposed to walk out just feeling broken. And that's really how it felt at the very end. I think you couldn't have said that any better. Um, you know, as Collider says, uh, it's the feel-good movie of the year, which I thought cracked me up. But basically, yeah, it just I felt that this movie broke down in different camera angles that really you got to experience and express the emotions the characters were feeling. Um, the score was completely done very well to help support the movie, incorporating natural sounds like writing on a paper and sounds with the mouth, like, oh, you know, yeah. and 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 that was incorporated in this score and every, like, left or right turn or something, like, yeah, good, you good know, sound design it was interesting. Movie. And, you know, what? another thing I really appreciated when it did get Supernatural was that he would, like, Either Peter or uh, Annie would like hear something, 
but you wouldn't necessarily hear it. And I thought that that was interesting because I, it, well, I couldn't tell what I was hearing because people were talking. The well, there's that, time. but like, it was interesting because they would like turn or something like, and you're like, Oh my God, there's something there. They know it. You know it, but you can't hear it, so you're trying to figure out what it is. It was a way to it was a way to capture the audience's attention, so you would try to listen for something that you weren't gonna hear, and then, you know, right. it went in a different direction. So it was it, it was very interesting. Would you recommend someone sees this in theaters? Yes, I think that it would have more of an impact seeing it in the theaters than seeing it at home. I, I think if you're seeing it even on like first of all, this is like a night movie. I mean. There's, no, if you're going to get scared day, or yeah. something, you know, if you, if you can't go see this movies. during the day. It's just kind of not like... No, no. If you're if you're a person who is afraid of scary movies, you need to see this like in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you need noon. a day to like, re- like yeah. bring yourself back and do something fun. Yeah, don't do what I did, which is going to be driving back from Taunton, Massachusetts. Alone. Alone. Uh, in, a in, in a car in the night in back roads. Yep. Um, you know, after that movie. Yeah, after that, yeah. <laughs> not great. Not feeling So overall, thrilled. yes, to answer your question, like I enjoyed it because I got I was scared and that anxious, nervous, and the ending still was again beautifully written and I think smartly done. You know, all in all. And so to me I will if in I the moment to- was I enjoying myself? No, I mean, but that's that's the point of a good movie is that stress, like the sweatiness. I was like literally hands up to my face like, oh, my gosh, what is going to happen right now? Like because I was that nervous. So there are some things that if I could disagree with some of this movie is like sometimes some of the symbolism or some of the actions that led to further things down the line of the movie. It's like, oh, like this happened to her because she did this to this. And it's like, all right, like. That's a little bit. Sometimes, like when movies do that, and it's too spot on, I'm always like upset because I like movies where after the fact they have to read like, oh, did you notice that so and so did this in Act One, and then in Act Three this happened to them. I always like being like surprised by it. like, oh my god, yeah, that's right, they did do that. When I can pick up stuff like that in the movie, that might mean that it's just a little bit too spot on. But hey, that's me picking nits there. <laughs> so I mean, what do you think about? Suggesting this to people see in theaters or not? I think you do, but here's the thing: if you're gonna see this in theaters, uh, again, see it early in the day. Also, you know, try not to be distracted at all. Try to get into the mode, uh, the mood of the movie, which is be quiet. See it in a dark theater. Um, don't look at your phone. Be locked into the movie. Be afraid. Get into that. Yeah, because I said like I felt like that almost. You can't let your surroundings affect your movie. You need to give the movie for what it is. And I did feel that I did that, but I felt I would have been more of that, like, whoa, like, oh my goodness, or something like if, because the, the, there were some scenes that I felt that tense and felt that nervous. And then it kind of like, because somebody was laughing or talking or one person answered their phone at one point in the movie, I was like, what are you doing? Like. Yeah. Have who, you never been there? taught movie etiquette when you go out to a movie? Like, I feel like people, and right. this is now the second time this has happened to me recently, where I've gone to a movie and people have no etiquette. There's no respect. There's no etiquette for others that you're in a movie theater. I don't care if it's trailers. When you're in the theater, you either literally need to whisper, whisper, or don't talk at all. Because it's a movie theater. 
so annoying. It's like going into a library and just talking at the top of your lungs. Mm -hmm. You don't do that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I felt like talking, like acting like they were acting like other people didn't care that they talked. It was so annoying. I was so mad. Anyway, we we tweeted out at the BNR podcast. Um, again, eight and a half for Boyle, nine out of ten for me. Uh, we tweeted out people. What was your favorite horror movies that you've liked over the years? Becca said hide and seek. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen that movie, Boyle. Yeah, I haven't seen that since it first came out, but that was a very well done movie. She said, let's get what she said pulled up. Let me ask you. That's actually a good... Never saw it. She said, I didn't see it's old. How old is it? That's a good question. It's old and more of a psychological thriller, but the twist ending got me and I've never seen the same idea replicated. Never seen, um, what year? I don't know. I wasn't even looking because I was so baffled by that. Um... That movie was great. Are you you got that one? Two thousand five. Right, so Two thousand five. Oh. Wow, uh, that was really good. Robert De Niro did a good job in that one. I like that. Two thousand five. Um, old movie. My dad would be upset by that. Cookie. My, yeah. Uh, Cookies actually said classics like The Exorcist, The Omen, Rosemary's Baby. Hmm. Does this the end count? <laughs> Sick reference, bro. Really. Uh, our references are out of control. Everyone knows that. Um. Uh, honestly. For me, I think that favorite horror movies. I mean, like one of my all-time favorites was The Strangers. I mean, that was, but that's, you know, that's definitely up there. I have to say, Insidious Three specifically. All the Insidious movies creep me right out, but Insidious Three, I remember, shook me. I had nightmares for like. That's what I remember honestly, you telling me afterwards, like a yeah, wicked man. long time. It was terrifying. Um, my favorite. Um, Early as a kid, loved Signs. Signs was a good movie. It's funny you say that because I was going to put that I think that hindsight people too. don't like it. I guess maybe as a young kid that, I thought it was But a is movie. that horror or more sci-fi? Well, it's like cat and mouse because it's you both never... both though because it's the same. You don't know until you, don't, you see yeah, the You don't movie. really see the alien for much of it. I think they give hints and it's dark. You feel like they're being chased by something. I would consider... Yeah. I'd consider it horror... Um, you know, I was I was terrified of suspense horror movies for up. sure. I mean, between The Grudge two and The Conjuring, Oof. I don't think I saw a horror movie in theaters. Between those two, the first Grudge I remember being pretty good, but there's like a lot of movies in like the early two thousands when we were growing up that were like horror movies that just like I don't know, like aren't really like that good or kind of like colored my numbers. I'm Halloween, the original Halloween. I love that movie. The one that came out, John Carpenter's Halloween. I believe it came out in nineteen seventy seven. Um, that movie holds up, I think holds up now. Obviously, like, you can nitpick any movie that comes out in the late 70s on a small budget and you can kind of, like, see right through it. Like, it technically wasn't filmed in the fall uh, because, and it wasn't filmed in Illinois because it was filmed in California and they had to take fake leaves and just, like, put them on the ground and then when they hit cut, they pick up all the leaves again and bring it to the next scene. <laughs> and sp- yeah. So, which is kind of funny how that works out. They're actually coming out with a new Halloween movie this fall, which I, I'm very excited about because John Carpenter is going to be involved and Blumhouse is producing the movie and mm-hmm. the trailer looks awesome. Um, but yeah, me, I mean, every now and then Boyle and I will review a horror movie on this podcast and uh, we always like talking about them because I think lately there's just been a great movement towards making these high quality uh, horror movies that are that really mess with you. And you know what's funny is like, you know, this, The Quiet Place, and Annihilation were three movies that just gave me so anxiety, so much anxiety, and they're three of my five favorite yeah. films. So yeah, uh, Hereditary, man, that, oof. that movie's so good, dude. Even like The Conjuring, though, The Conjuring movies, those freak me out. Yeah, yeah. It, it 
is another one. Yeah, see, where... I was thinking more along the lines of like horror movies since growing up before Conjuring. Because I was saying like I hadn't seen one since Conjuring. That's true, Conjuring. that's true. So, because yeah. I, I think Conjuring has really kind of like ushered in a a renaissance of horror movies. Mm-hmm. So since Conjuring, I'd say Conjuring 1 and 2 freaked me out. Ouija, uh, that second Ouija movie. Yes. That was terrifying. Yes, it was. It was. Lights Out was pretty scary. Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe was... It was an interesting... That was a thriller. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's still technically horror. Oh, they say horror Mother. Movie. Do you remember Mother? Yeah. It wasn't really horror, but it's under horror. See, that's mislabeled because it's a psychological... I guess it's a psychological thriller. I don't know. The movie was a whole metaphor, so I wasn't really scared by it. I was just in- intrigued by it. Um, man, we saw a lot. We've seen quite a few, actually. If you go through, like, our movie pass list, I mean, even, like, Incarnate is technically a horror movie. That movie was awful. We've seen quite a few horror movies since we've been doing the podcast. We have. Incarnate might, is probably the worst. And the only one we haven't seen yet is Insidious The Last Key, which we do need to get on to that. But. I've never seen any of the Insidious movies. Can you believe that? I swear to God. What? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, you have. No, I haven't seen any of the Insidious. I've never seen them with you. But you've seen them? No, I've never seen any of them. You've never seen them at all? At all. I own them. I've never all seen four. Them. I refuse to see them. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm seeing, like, so Conjuring 2 was the first kind of, like, horror movie I saw with Movie Pass, And then since then, uh, The Purge isn't really a horror movie. Um... Would you consider Sausage Party a horror movie? Or <laughs> Anyways, Suicide, Suicide Squad because it was so bad and oh you're like horrified by it? So basically, you know, you even got movies like The Shining and stuff too. Um, yeah, no, overall, this movie was very creatively done. I think that I'm still glad that this was on our top five. It's funny when, you know, we pick out these movies that like we're most anticipated to see because so far we're two for two. Um, on our list, uh, this one, this one was great, and I'm and I'm thinking about it again. Like I would love to see this again, uh, only because now knowing everything, you know, right. I think would put a whole new perspective on it, and you pick up on other things. Because you'd probably look for more clues throughout the movie. I really got to say, Tony Collette rocked it man like she did a good job yeah she really did we haven't even mentioned that no she was she was a great actress in this movie um they all did a great job that whole family i mean alex wolf too alex wolf did a very interesting job okay alex he's been he's been in a a few movies that we've seen he is all right he was born in yeah he was in in jumanji and patriot's day okay he played the terrorist i know yeah yeah i love like i think he's a good actor but he was born in 97 so that puts him he's at gonna he's 20, he's going to be 21 in November, all right? Mm. I would say for 21 years old, he played a very good high school student because it was weird. It was like he was a high school student, but he was vulnerable like a child. Like because you know even right. high school, but you got to think so a 21-year-old playing a high schooler but being petrified of his mother or the things going on around him to the point that he's like, you know, just absolutely in tears crying for his mommy. Not even mom, like mommy. And he did that three times in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I just think personally, you know, another person just did an outstanding job. Um, and, you know, the 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 father, Stephen, you know, the... Um, Gabriel Brown. Yeah, and the daughter, Molly Shapiro. I mean... Millie. Millie, sorry. I'm getting all the names wrong. No, you're good, man. Um, 
they did a good performing wise too, but those two, I mean, they took the gold. They they did a very good job. I'm just overly pleased about it. Definitely go see this. Uh, it'll give you a good chill and make you just feel all sorts of weird emotions, I guess. You're just kind of like, what did I just watch? Like, what just happened? Um, which is, to me, a cool feeling rather than a horror movie where you're just scared by a supernatural. This movie made you think. It made your stomach turn. It made you feel broken and uneasy as, you know, Ari was aiming to do and I think totally nailed it. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie will really connect to uh matriarchs of family who feel like it's now their turn to be like I said, the matriarch of a family and now they feel responsible for the whole tribe, the whole herd, and just that feeling like, okay, I gotta like I gotta keep a, a tight ship here and then just seeing it slowly unravel and feel like, oh my god, this is my fault. I gotta take care of it. Obviously it doesn't fall apart like to this extent because it's a horror movie, but amazing. All right, we're going off too long. Check it out. Follow the show on Twitter at the Boyle and Rojas Podcast. Follow Boyle on Twitter at oboyle 92 Follow me at Rojo36. Uh let's take it at the end of this podcast. We're gonna say bye, but then you can hear my mom and dad and their thoughts on hereditary. Any final words, Boyle? Um Okay, we just saw Hereditary, and I just want to say for the record, there are some sick, 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 twisted people out there. Whoever thought this movie up, seriously, you got some problems. Kristen? Yeah, dark, dark brains. Um, Just, yeah, I mean, I think everybody will, you know, get what they came for when they see this movie. I was constantly looking in the backgrounds, and let's just leave it at that. Um, This movie will definitely make you never, ever want to look at a miniature dollhouse again, (laughs) and it'll definitely change your mind on seances, which I've been telling people never to do seances because it's bad-ish, it's bad juju. So, uh, yeah, uh, as a movie as a whole, I don't know, man. It takes a while. Yeah, you know, they definitely build they build the 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 fear. Um, you know, you're expecting, you know, things to go, you know, start to get creepy way before they do. Yeah. And um, without a doubt. Yeah, it was it's good. It's, you know, I I think this movie if I could describe it is if you're like Arguing with someone that you think you're going to get into a fight with and you don't expect it, and all of a sudden you get a real good, solid punch to the gut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're talking beef with someone. Yeah, you got a problem with someone. And you think there's going to be some violence. And all of a sudden someone maybe turns away or or something like that, and then you get that solid punch. I would give this movie a good solid, I don't know. I would say maybe a seven and a half. I'm going to say eight. It was uh, definitely... You know, one of those types of movies and scary movies that has you, you know, kind of holding your breath in some places where I was like anticipating, you know, and then it, it kind of takes it, it a step up. further. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know, this you is, just, uh, this is a sick ass movie. Yeah. Yeah. If I could say that, I'm sorry.
Yeah. Without giving anything up, that's our yeah, report. Yeah, that's about all we can yeah, say because yeah. we just don't want to. You recommend seeing this movie? Absolutely. Absolutely, go see it, especially in the movie theater. Yeah. And eat your popcorn early. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs>